Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. No days off. No days off. No days off. No days off. This is the Off Day Podcast. Give me a chest <laughs> With Andy Hart. All right. Good to be with you. All right. This yeah, microphone put up a little less fight than the one last night. <laughs> and Ryan Hannibal. What's your name again? <laughs> Hannibal. Oh, Hannibal. Hannibal. Mr.com. On WEEI.com. Of the week, 25 nothing. Patriots beat the Falcons on Thursday night football. Kind of what we expected. Not the most perfect game because it's Thursday night, but a convincing win. I feel better about us um, saying how much the Falcons sucked after watching how much the Falcons sucked. <laughs> Uh, it took how long in that game before we were saying that? Ten minutes. I mean, like getting sacked for long field goals, then penalties, not even lining up in a field goal formation, like five yards, and like they Matt they, Ryan just looking like he wanted to kill somebody on the sideline every time he went over oh, there. I felt bad for him. Like, I did too. That offensive line is terrible. Like he's getting hit. Then he had whatever the toe injury, foot injury was, and hobbling around back there. He that's a that's a bad football team. They are definitely worse than their record. They are. You think Cordell Patterson means that much that offense? I mean, obviously it would help, but would they have 160 yards of total offense? And then it just got stupid at the end with the four interceptions, where <laughs> three quarterbacks play in the fourth quarter and all three of them throw interceptions, including former Red Sox draft pick Felipe Franks. Yep, yep. I don't understand why they need to throw him in there. It, well, it was almost – it almost felt like um, Belichick in preseason, like you turned it over, you don't get to play. Like, yeah. Like you're – no, okay, no. If, you, if you're going to do that, I'll go to the third guy, kind of. Right. Arthur Smith, Hardo. But Arthur Smith needs to get past Hardo and just figure out how to right. win. Small sample size. He stinks as a coach. He's, he hasn't happened. He also has a bad look. Yeah, he, he doesn't look um, assertive or pow- – like – he looked frazzled. He looked like not ready to lead. He looked like the rest of his team. It was almost like the Falcons were like, we need an offensive-minded coach to go along with Matt Ryan. Uh, yep. You're the best available. I don't know much about you, but we'll take it. Right. And, you know, Bill was over-the-top positive, I thought, toward the Falcons in his post-game comments that they competed. And Arthur's given us a lot of problems over the years. with ten- Well, he didn't tonight. <laughs> he didn't no. in that situation. And, again, I know he's undermanned. I know there's, you know, 
probably not. I mean, there's when you're without whatever Patterson is, your best fullback slot receiver, right. whatever, your best receivers out of the game, mm. you're leaning on pits. We kind of knew like they're going to take pits away. They're going to be physical. They're going to double team him and bracket him. And he got all of that and he wasn't ready for it. And he came up soft in the end. That interception's on him, in my opinion, not on Matt Ryan. He's oh, yeah. Stopped. Like, and as Bill said, that was the interception that mattered. That kind of ended the game right there. Um, but I also just, it's not, you know, did the Falcons lose? 100% the Falcons lost, but the Patriots took care of business. You know, we talked, tra- if you're going to say like me, well, it's a trap game. Even if it's a little sluggish at times, you didn't fall victim to the trap. You controlled the game from mm-hmm. start to finish. Okay, you settled for four field goals and whatever. You didn't punch it in because it could have been another 40-point game. It very easily could have been another 40-point game. But you look on the scoreboard, when you go back, a 20, if you're just going through, oh, I'm going to research this team. and Well, that's a 25 nothing win. That that looks good on paper. That That's right. a good solid win. It's won by 25 points, yeah. Right. Um, like, And the other team didn't score. Like Shutouts are always – you know, the players talking about it, <clears throat> we see these over years, every, like they want to finish these because they're rare. They're special. You don't get shutouts a lot in the NFL. And, you know, the last couple of weeks, they've basically gone two full games without letting the other team score. Yeah, they've you know, gone uh, 116 minutes of game time without allowing a single point. And people yeah, are yeah. also like saying, yeah, well, it's against the Browns and the Falcons. Well, to be fair, those teams are like, middle of the pack it's not one game from 500 one was above 500 so against two teams whose combined record was 500 so mediocre teams right they were combined nine and nine coming into those games one you dismissed as a pretender that was a i said this yesterday on the radio patriots browns was supposed to be a pretender contender kind of game like if the browns beat the patriots people go okay the browns are hitting their stride the patriots aren't really for real but no you kick their ass, so they're a fake team. Yeah, they beat up on the Bengals the week before, but nope, they're not. You're the good team. You're the mm-hmm. middle of the pack team that's ascending. And this team, you can say they're not that good, which they're not. But they were four and five. If they win this game at home, like now right. you're right in the playoff mix in the NFC. So, yeah, these were not or are not supposed to be the Texans. And I would also say, much like I give them credit for not falling victim to a trap game. If we're going to say, well, you go to Houston and Davis Mills and dogfight and this and that. Well, no, you went to Atlanta and took care of your business mm-hmm. against a bad team. Through this stretch, Jets, uh, Sam Darnold and the Panthers, now Matt Ryan and the Falcons, you made an inferior team look bad. Mm-hmm. And for me, uh, it all starts with the defense. Like the defense, it, you know how you wrote the column about they're, they're now winning with the yep. way they wanted to? They're now playing defense the way I thought they would earlier in the year. I agree. Like in the summer, if you remember, I was having discussions. This could be a top five all-time Belichick defense. Like they looked like on paper. And then it was like, no, first month of the season, they're not really – they couldn't get the stops they needed. They you couldn't get the ball back, things of that. Now they look like that. And the good thing I would say for them is, unlike the boogeyman, which was early in the year and then faded – you might be hitting your stride, you know, at the old post Thanksgiving, most important games, toughest stretch time of the year. I'm not sold that it'll continue necessarily, but JC Jackson's right for right now. They're one of the best defenses in football. Like you, that wasn't, it's undisputable, right? He said he didn't want to brag. It's not bragging. If it's true, it's true. You're one of the best single digit points in three straight games. How many NFL teams say that? Right. And, and they played NFL teams. 
This yeah. isn't college where you say, well, they allowed single digits against, you know, two one double A teams or whatever homecoming opponents. Nope. Nope. These are at, there's only 32 of them. You played NFL teams and you're stringing to, what do they say? Stacking them together of dominant fashion. So you're a dominant defense right now. Uh, let's get into some of the game stuff. The running backs, Damian Harris, Rondre Stevenson, both played. They, they rotated the team like every series, which I thought was, I don't know if they're going to do that the rest of the year, but it kind of makes sense. Keeps those guys fresh. Keeps the, physical, does. keeps the physical play going. I don't know how much the backs prefer getting into rhythm and whatnot, but for like the team aspect, it makes a lot of sense. And they both ran, I would say um, Stevenson had bigger, there was that, I think it was his first run, that 20 yard run. I mean, yeah. you or I could have made that. Even Mac Jones, he handed him the ball and he's like pumping his fist because he just saw like a wide open field for the gain on that right side. Harris, I thought had, broke tackles for his because he had like that 14 yard run 17 yard run but he broke tackles I thought he worked a little bit harder but both of them the line gave them room to work and then they made it happen they both averaged over five yards a carry I like I think that's great the way this has played out for them we knew they wanted to run the ball we knew Damian Harris was the guy now you've added a second guy to that that you feel comfortable with um isn't fumbling his help they both held on to the ball that that's mm-hmm. good they both were productive I think their running game is even better at this point late in the year than maybe you would have expected. And that's. Yeah. Cause you know, we kind of wrote Stevenson off after week one, like, eh, right. maybe he's not ready. Now he's turned into basically a, a one, one a to Harris. Yeah. And that goes in line with defense, run the ball. Don't ask Mac to do too much, force him to do too much. You're even better in that area now. Um, so that's, that's they're they're rounding into form there too and Trent Brown I think deserves some of it like he blocked well um he wore socks at the second half of the game we I know we talked a lot about that on this podcast that I don't know why he doesn't have to adhere to uniform rules and apparently somewhere in the middle of the game somebody made him because he came out with no socks again calves just exposed fully and then he had those cut sleeves I don't even know what they were to cover up his calves but he had those on but he um he played 97% of the snaps. He was out at right tackle basically the entire game. Had one sack he gave up. One of those blitzes was on him, um, but also had some really nice blocks on the right, and he he's a man mover. I still think Harris or Stevenson running right, that could be, that could be the strength of this team moving forward. Do you think this line stays what we've seen? I mean, it's kind of hard to shake it up after the last two games. Yeah, but it's also, I mean, it's weird to just say Mike on, I think he played eight five snaps, snaps, five snaps, five, like, five yeah. offensive snaps. I don't know if he had any special teams. So, and some of those are as a tight end, a blocking tight end, which that's great. Don't get me wrong. You got, if you add what I just said, if you now have Mason Brown and then the tight end on the right side is Michael on Yeah. I feel really good about running in that mm-hmm. direction. But is that your best fight? Like, does it matter? Is it, is this one of those things where you, go with it until Karis struggles yep. and then you say, okay, on when we get back out there, you're better. But, but or like someone else's really, win is really bad. Right. Some, some, yeah. Like you don't want to upset the apple cart. They're playing well. They've hit their stride, consistency, the running game, the whole thing. Although I will say that, I mean, would Mac get sacked three times, three or four times? Yeah. I think um, Dean Pease called them good blitzes and that's been yeah. the case over the years. He's had his, I don't want to say success, but he's been able to disrupt the Patriots offense on a couple of occasions. And you also saw, this is not a shot at Mac. I like Mac. You also, a lot of them were like one-off blitzes where he got tripped up and fell. Like 
somebody with 30% more athleticism gets out of it, I think. Yeah. And extends the play, whereas he kind of falls down, stumbles, gets tripped up, can't get out of it. Um, and that's, again, that's just who he is. I'm just saying back to sort of the scouting report of the quarterbacks coming out. I think, I think the four other quarterbacks get out of it. Don't get sacked the way he mm. sacked, but they also may not make a lot of the throws that he's made over the last couple of weeks. Um, but yeah, the offensive line, it, it is a little bit weird. I'm not as high on, on when was like PFF is that he's the second coming of John Hanna or anything like that. But it is weird to just say, hmm, Mike Onwenu, a guy we've been talking about as maybe their best offensive lineman for two years, plays single-digit snaps. Yeah, and we kind of talked about it. Maybe they would address it with the extra break now. Because, like, people were making – like, talking about it a lot this week. It would really be hard to switch it up without even having a padded practice. You know what I mean? Right, like, right. It's kind of whatever they did last week, they're probably going to carry over again this week. So I wasn't, like, totally shocked by it. I just thought he would have played more of a rotation like last week against Cleveland. Agreed. Agreed. And you're right. The, the 10 days off leading into the Titans game could be the opportunity. Okay. On when you've been practicing at right tackle. Now you're going to go back to left guard. You'll get your reps in. You'll be ready to go. Um, Cause it doesn't look like, you know, we had talked about sometimes somebody just gets rolled up on and gets hurt. So these that, take didn't, care. that didn't happen last night. And not that we're rooting for it by any means. Right. I'm just saying it never happened. Um, maybe the break is, or, I keep leaving this door open. Maybe they're not as high on, on as uh, some others on Onwenu, like the Tampa game where you thought he had COVID and that's why he was benched. Nope. Maybe he was just benched. Maybe they, and, and we know they like Karras. We know. They love Karras. Karras is in that um, Brandon Bolden world, like whatever you, those group of players where we, we all know they're not great, but they love them. And they trust them and they're comfortable. Oh, we, know, we know they're not, I think you meant they're not bad. No, we know they're not great. Like, I, do you oh, think okay. Ted Karras is great? Do oh, you think Brady Bolton is great? I see you're no. Yes, right. Like, I would understand it. as average players, whereas maybe the team sees them as like above average players. Or, or just, you know, the Bill had the quote on Karras the other day where like, you know exactly what you're going to get out of him and this and that. Like, he didn't say he was great. He didn't say he's, you know, the most powerful run blocker I've ever seen, or like a guy you just have to have on like, but the sum of the parts they really like and trust and whatever, like maybe he won't dominate, but we know he's not going to get dominated. He doesn't miss blocks. There's no up and down or whatever. I just, I just think they may like Karis more than the world and they may not like Onwenu as much as the world. Fair. Uh, it seemed like they made a, an effort to get, as many people involved in the offense and passing game as they could, especially early on. I think it was nine. The first nine plays, seven different people touched the ball, including Nikhil Harry, who I thought played a little bit more. Um, I, I should have actually looked at the snap count. Did you look, look? How much did Harry play? I can look at right now. He played a decent amount. Uh, I thought he like, took away some Bagler snaps, especially early on. He played 26 snaps, 40, 41%. Um, which Kendrick Bourne played 29 snaps. So he's only three snaps behind Bourne. Um, the tight ends each played 32 and 33. Ag it, it's still Aguilar and Myers up at uh, Myers played 56 snaps, 88%. And Aguilar played 49 snaps, 77%. Bourne's next in line and Nikhil Harry right there sort of. He's uh, closing the gap a little bit. And he's being thrown to, you know, that, which will make Christian Fourier happy. He 
has made a thing of free Nikhil Harry. He wants him to not just be a pass blocker. I don't really care. I don't really think he's that good of a receiver. But no, I don't think he's ever going to change the game. I mean, so do you feel good about him having two catches as opposed to one? No, I mean, well, I, the only thing I will say is as you're building a team, if an injury hits and you need right. him to do more, at least he's not as rusty or as forgotten now. It, it's a tiptoe. He also had the the jet sweep um, called back for a, a holding call on Jonu Smith that Jonu Smith didn't like, um, which was like a 13-yard gain. It was a, it was a good gain. Yeah, so um, Nikhil Harry chipping away at maybe a s- slightly bigger role, but I think your, your first point was the point. Like, this is – I mean, they did it last week. It, it's now got to the point where – he doesn't throw the ball a ton. And when he throws the ball, he spreads it around. Like he mm-hmm. can, he can throw it 20 times and there'll be seven or eight different targets. Yeah. You know, there'll be four for Myers, four for Henry. And then everybody else is two or three kind yeah. of down the line. And it's efficient. Like it was interesting. He was 14 of 15 to nine different targets, I think. And the only incompletion was to his guy, Hunter Henry. And they had that. They didn't see communication. Yeah. Yeah, in the in the red zone there on the on the goal line. So that efficiency of the passing attack, the thing we've kind of questioned too, like, do you need a go-to guy? Do you have somebody you can trust? Well, at this point, it doesn't matter against a bad team, a bad defense. Spread the ball around and and Max comfortable doing it. Now, the touchdown to Aguilar was he was wide open. You or I could have done that. Yeah, yeah he was basically uncovered. He kind of danced into the end zone. Um, and that was their only score. But you know, I thought Mac was fine. Not, not great. The, the John o. Smith decision was, what did he say? Bad throw, bad read. Yes, I agree. Bad throw, bad read should have never been made. People on Twitter said that John o. should have done more to break up the play. And like, that was on Mac. Just say it was on Mac. It's okay. He's a rookie. Yeah. He's, he's going to make mistakes and throw interceptions. It's fine. And Nikhil was open on the sideline. He could have hit him. Like it, it was just a, he, I'm, I'm with him bad throw and bad read like the whole thing like just take your that's okay and... he's a rookie it's okay and it's okay even for non-rookies like right. okay you had one bad decision one bad throw if if you lose a game because of that then wow it was a really tight game it was really right. like and you didn't you weren't going to it was fine uh defensively like everyone's going to talk about the interceptions they didn't matter even bill said after the game like they they didn't matter i think the game was out at that point but yeah no it was about pressure and coverage and consistency a bad offense couldn't run they couldn't throw Matt Ryan couldn't get comfortable in fact he got you you dinged him up he got hurt um Judon Barmore Vanoy like it's coming baby like they're all coming together in their various roles the tackling um you know I thought Kyle Duggar might have played one of his best games as a Patriot I was surprised at the good at how well he did against Pitts yeah I mean Pitts and still was the ability to come up on the running back. I forgot Olish or Ol- mm-hmm. whatever, Olison or whatever. Um, came up, had a hit on him. Gage, another play in the flat where he came up, made an open field tackle, big hit. He's, um, I think that is one of the reasons or at least aspects of this that we talked about it like a, a month in. Yeah, Duggar's out there and yeah, he leads the team in tackles, but not really making any plays. Well, over the last month, interceptions pass defenses on a guy like Pitts. that's a tough matchup you know we've we've questioned it. even rodney um some of those comments that was on our station right where he said you know he still wants to work with him he thinks he can get even better covering tight ends well yeah. a it's not even really a tight end in Pitts. it's kind of a wide receiver and he did a good job so 
Uh, I think Kyle Duggar's evolution as a playmaker, not just a tackle guy, has been big. Anything else on the defense? Um, I mean, I, I would say another another week where cornerback didn't matter. Like even Jalen Mills comes out of the game. Joan Williams goes in. He gets a pass defense. Like he's there. Like we can say they don't have corners, but their corners have been fine. Yes. Like, again, I don't want to, you know, I, I wouldn't want to, I saw somebody, oh, Curran, Tom Curran, you know, since, since Dallas moved it up and down the field, they've done this, they've done that, you know, that game was, I don't know if he called it an aberration, but like, or how about that game was against a great offense with great depth of weapons, variety of weapons. Like, Do you buy into, I don't know who floated this out. It could have even been on the other station that since that Dallas game, Bill has taken over more of a role with the defense and play no. calling. No. I don't either. I don't either. I, I think you have to give, um, I was on main radio this morning. They's like, you know, Steve Belichick, what do you make of his role? And I said, you got to give him credit. Like yeah. he's calling the plays. He's calling the plays for a defense that is now the strength of your team is dominant. I don't know what happens Monday to Saturday, but on Sunday or Thursday night, it's his mouth. It's his, like he's doing that. And they've gotten away from all the personnel problems, like no more 11, 12 men on the field issues. I, I got to give him credit for playing a key role in this defense. Like he deserves that. Um. I guess we can look ahead a little bit. I think it, the next two weeks that they, the next two games that they play, well, like actually you can definitively say what this team is. They're either one of the top teams in the AFC or they're in that next tier knocking on the door of the top teams. Or there's that middle where maybe the other teams turn it over, make a couple mistakes. Maybe you split that series and then two get, we're like, Okay, so are they good? Are they great? Are they, does the other team good? Are they great? Like we, there could be some middle ground, but yes, this is this is the medal of their season where you really decide, you know, Peter King style. They're a top five team. We'll find out pretty much if they're a top five team over the next couple of weeks, and certainly over the next month. Now, I do think they benefit from mini buy and then bye week coming over the next few weeks. Like, sure, absolutely. It doesn't look great when you're looking at it in the beginning of the year because I think you're worried, can we get there? What will Now that you're here on a five-game winning streak. Right. Like, you look like you've put yourself in a really good position coming down the home stretch of your season. I mean, really, those two Bills games are just that's, – that's massive. How you match up with the Bills is going to, in, in a lot of ways, decide the division, conference seating, like a lot of different things. But, I mean, we should just – like they're a playoff team. Like they're a playoff game. Like if whether whether they're in the playoffs, whatever. I guess if the bottom fell out, you could miss it. But well, I mean, I would just like if they lose the next two weeks, you're then you're seven and six. Right. You're still in it. You're still in it, but it's not it's not eighty something percent like it is now. Right. But you've given yourself a little cushion here. Right. Where you can lose. You can even, yes. Yes. Not even this stumble. Like. You could just lose to the Bills and Titans because the Bills and Titans are better, but that doesn't mean you're not one of the seven best teams in the AFC. Like they're right. a they're a playoff caliber team. Like there's no there's no questioning that at this point. Um, and it'll also decide. Like I was thinking about it. Like it feels like they're better than I thought they would be. 
but that's fair. I picked them to go nine and to be basically a nine and eight team. They have a tough stretch of like, you know, Titans, Bills, Bills, all three are losable. Yep. So if you lose all three of those, now your records from right now, seven and seven. Mm-hmm. And then the other couple games, like, it's funny because in my head, they're ahead of where I thought they would be, but they could still end up record-wise where I thought they would be. Like, it's, it, they're in a weird spot right now. It, it's, for, for me, personally. Well, it's also because of the way the schedule, schedule played out, like, where you had kind of, I don't, I don't want to say easy games, but the last month or so was a little easier right. than, than the next month. Right. And, you know, so you played the Bucks and Cowboys and you feel one way. And then you play this stretch and you feel another way. And then there's another stretch coming that's going to – it's it's that NFL thing where we we feel like a three- or a four-game stretch is a lot, but then when you step back, you got four of those over the course of the season, and it's a long time between – like because it feels like they're headed towards the playoffs right now. Yep. And it's still kind of a long ways away. Yes. A lot can happen. Like you can our, – our feeling about this team could change dramatically still. I think this is a big next two games for Mac Jones. I think these two defenses are going to put a lot of pressure on him and I want to see how he handles it. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think that's accurate. And again, it'll be on how the team helps him handle it in that, you know, one thing I was talking about yesterday, you still haven't seen the, uh Oh, we're down 14, nothing. How, how, what are we going to do? Are we going to have to throw it? Well, you started against Houston. But that's Houston. You know, I mean, in a real game, um, like, are we going to have to throw it 45 times to come back here? Can he do that? Or does that lead to, you know, taking a rookie game and picks? Yes. Yes. And like, so that rookie game that we've talked about that Christian Fourier said, you don't have to worry about anymore because it didn't come against the Browns. So it's not coming at all. Don't really understand that mentality, but he's an ex NFL player. So that gives him credibility. Um, Like I, I, that could come in two different ways. Like you could go to Atlanta and throw three picks and go, ugh, that's a stinker. Mm-hmm. And it, that's just a terrible game. Or you could go against the Titans, punt once, Titans score twice, 14 nothing. Now you're chasing, you're having to be more aggressive, having to take chances. And it comes, well, yeah, that's a bad rookie game, but that's on the whole team, not just him. Right. That's on the defense allowing you to go down 14 nothing. That, you know what I mean? So, Yep. It could come in different forms and fashions, but um, no, there's no doubt that Mac, th- but that's the reality. Like you're the quarterback of a playoff caliber team that has important games on the horizon. This matters. And yes, your college season would be just about over at this point and the rookie wall and different things are at play, but this is why, this is why you want to be the quarterback, right? This is why in three years, they'll be considering handing you, you know, $300 million or whatever, like, you want the spotlight, you want the fun, you want the whatever, the leadership. Well, you also get the, the pressure that comes with it. All right, so the Patriots will have the weekend off, and they can relax for a couple of days before getting after it for the Titans game. I think that this also helps, too, with Thanksgiving week. You get an extra day, to, a couple of days to kind of allow you to have Thanksgiving off and you can change schedules around. So not only for the rest purposes, but Thanksgiving purposes, it helps out, too. And I also wonder if they'll do some kind of – you know, mid-season self-scouting in this 10 Yeah, I was kind of stretch. wondering that, too, if they'll save that for the bye week or start it now. I mean, because the bye week, you're basically <laughs> the end of the year. Yeah, I, I think they probably will do some of that this week because, like, 
these are important games coming up. You do have a big chunk of, of time to kind of figure out, maybe change some trends or, or clean up some trends and different things. So my guess is, yeah, you have the benefit of get healthy. You have the benefit of you can kind of have a Thanksgiving um, and you have the benefit of some self-scouting here heading into a couple of the most important games of the year. Um, one thing I did want to touch on, we've talked about all year, but is becoming more and more of a popular topic is the chemistry camaraderie was big questions last night questions to build today do you think they've just flat out gotten lucky that all the money they spent on guys led to a good locker room or do you think they had any part in that i don't want to say it's all luck but it's more luck than like we knew that matthew judon would fit or we knew that hunter henry would fit like i I think you do your research to know that they're not a-holes, but you don't know that they're going to be, you know, great locker room guys that fit with everybody. Right. It's, it's like the draft. You didn't pull them from your board, but you still just went out and got the two best tight ends available, the best edge defender available, like, cause you needed, though you needed to fill those and you had the money where you could shop at the, you know, alcohol store top shelf top shelf you went top shelf you didn't have some of it is to you know Slater and Hightower and some of those guys play a role in it and then I think you got lucky Judon is a really magnetic kind of impactful personality like he was funny last night just dancing on the stage and like his 10 and a half sacks because he he does the perfect walk the line of dancing because I got 10 and a half sacks and then I'm just one of 11. It's really, you know, like then he falls into line almost as a Patriot, right? Like, I think that's luck that you hit that perfectly. Um, and I think it's also like all the differing, like we can talk about it. We, we criticize everything. Cause that's what we do in the media, but you know, Max boring and, and takes the loss too hard. And it's too, okay. That's true. But that seems to work. And then yep. JC Jackson is a cocky SOB who, you know, nah, Cowboys have to play us too. And I don't want to brag, but we're the best defense in football. It just works. Like it just comes together. Cause if they had six JC Jacksons, I don't think it would work. If they had six Mac Joneses, I don't think it would work. Right. But you have this nice little, like, it's like the salt and the pepper and the seasoned salt and the garlic and the onions are all cut. You have all these seasonings. And then when you, you taste the stew, you're like, damn. That's a, I thought it was going to be salty, but that's not salty. That's a damn good stew. Yep. They're a good stew as a team. And I think they got lucky in that area. Cause like go back to the 2009, you know, the famous, I can't get this team. And that was a bad locker room, bad players. Didn't yeah. the mix didn't work. Did they suck then? Or was it just, damn it. You know, like these guys don't fit like the personalities right. and this group fits. And I, I, I think they're very fortunate. I also think it's a key part of why they are, hitting their stride mid season and what they've become like the, the clubhouse. It's a good clubhouse right now for them. Yes. And that's part of their success. All right. So we'll be uh, taking a few days off from the podcast. We won't have one on Monday, but we have a, a Titans preview podcast middle of well, well, it's Thanksgiving week. So maybe we'll have to fit it in thing on the fly. Maybe we won't have as many days off as we thought. We'll, we'll bang one out early in the week. Titans preview um, Tuesday or Wednesday. Yeah, Tuesday or Wednesday, because obviously Thursday's holiday. Friday, I got fill-in radio in the midday. So, yeah, we'll probably do probably Wednesday. Maybe, maybe Wednesday morning, we'll try to bang out a Titans preview podcast. Yeah, sounds good to me. 
Um, all right. So enjoy your weekend, uh, watching football, some good games on Sunday and your Patriots are, uh, in a good, good spot. And mock the other teams that don't have a five game winning streak. That's right. All right. We'll talk to you later. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.